Welcome to the What Is Life Dude podcast. We're your hosts, Eric and Sarah. I'm a freelance musician. And I'm a vegan chef and food blogger. This is where we share our thoughts about building a healthy relationship, working as creatives on our own terms, and living with intention and authenticity. We don't have it all figured out yet, but every conversation gets us a little closer to answering the question, what is life, dude? Hello, and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. I'm Eric, Sarah. Hi. I messed up my intro today, but we're just going to roll with it. Today is actually the second time we're filming this podcast episode. There have been a few episodes like this in the past where we just weren't satisfied with the conversation, and we decided to redo it. Yeah, we did this conversation yesterday basically exactly 24 hours ago, actually. Um, Right before the Super Bowl, we were going to try and rush it, not rush it, cram it in, you know, before the game started, because I wanted to watch it. And that's actually a big part of our conversation today. There were a few things that happened yesterday after the podcast Mm -hmm. that related to our conversation and kind of expanded on it Mm -hmm. that made us say, well, we should just do this episode again with this new information. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that that's, right. that's accurate, right? Yeah, it was a couple things, too. We were dealing with a little bit of a family miscommunication that was stressing mm-hmm. us out. We were dealing with the time, the time limit. Yeah. And we ended up talking about, you know, some societal things, some capitalism things. Mm-hmm. And I have a, this issue where I I guess it's not really an issue it's a normal human reaction to dealing with frustrating topics but I just if you watch the footage I'm just getting progressively sweatier and hotter and more fidgety throughout the whole thing I like take off my sweatshirt at some point because I'm just so agitated and I felt like we got a little bit circular and I like to bring a podcast to you guys that ends up making you at least feel a little better at the end, hopefully. Not that I have any problem with being vulnerable or that I feel like I always need to have all the answers, but... I mean, even just talking about what our experience was like yesterday and doing it again right now, Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, we we do the podcast to bring something that is good for everybody, us included. So that's why in the past when we've had episodes where we don't feel good about it i think during the first run of the podcast years ago the episodes that are no longer available online we did a bunch of episodes where we were like oh we don't really feel good about that but we're trying to start a podcast Mm -hmm. and you have to be consistent when you're trying to do anything where you're creating any kind of content and we just kind of put them out and put them out and it just looking back on it it felt so bad Mm -hmm. but we did it because that's what you're like I said that's that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and now like <laughs> if if we don't feel good after the podcast how are you guys supposed to have benefited from it mm-hmm. so yeah. we're it's worth it to take the extra hour and a half to film it again mm-hmm. and bring something that we all like I feel much more alert and more like myself <laughs> today anyway and like you said yesterday our conversation it was cyclical and circular we were saying a whole bunch, but not really. 
I was making talking, any progress. Yeah, I was talking so fast. Yeah. And I don't even know how my brain was functioning that fast because mm -hmm. typically when I'm anxious, I get a little bit foggy-brained. But yesterday I felt so sharp, but it was like I could not harness my thoughts and my emotions in a way that was good <laughs> you couldn't wrangle them into right. coherency so well well that's a great way of putting it i like you. that poetic um i'm trying not to smile because i feel proud that you liked that <laughs> but i can't help it so if you're watching on youtube you can see this grin yes i also feel as if we talked so much yesterday on the podcast and then afterwards mm. that you can you might be able to tell my voice is a little bit uh tired yeah. so maybe you'll take the reins on this episode <laughs> your voice is much more sensitive to that yeah it's, it's um it's interesting that's another thing is when i get heated with a, a topic i start yelling without yeah. noticing it and uh, my voice is burnt out so i've got lots of beverages here I've got some coconut water my new obsession and i'm drinking some weird cacao beverage what is it <laughs> just a quick what's in there there's cacao and maca and some vegan collagen stuff and some reishi mushroom and some shuggies you know it doesn't taste like that it doesn't taste that far away from hot chocolate yeah it just tastes like you call it a healthy hot chocolate there's a lot of stuff in it it's good yeah you i'm trying to move a little bit away from coffee because coffee i had coffee yesterday that's no doubt part of the reason why i felt so oh we had caffeine coffee yesterday morning didn't we mm -hmm. mm, we've been drinking a lot of decaf mostly yeah okay that makes a lot more sense i didn't this is how you know sarah is in control of the <laughs> hot beverages the the daily morning hot beverage i am the beverage keeper because i don't know even what i'm drinking just that it tastes good <laughs> so do you want to do a little positivity box yes before we go into it that's a good way to start this episode i think yeah I feel like I have a few and I don't... Can I go first? Are you going to talk about our move? No, actually. <laughs> I thought that was just going to be a whole... It, that, that'll be our joint positivity box. Okay. Um, but mine is... I listened to The Martian by Andy Weir. That was a book I listened to a week or two ago. I finished. And then I went on Audible and I bought um, that author's next book called Artemis. And it was one of those things where I really wanted to enjoy it because I really liked the previous book he had written. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't get into it. Like with The Martian and the book I had read before that, I was taking time out of the day to not do anything else and mm -hmm. lay in bed listening to my book because I was so excited about it. And I just didn't get that feeling from Artemis. And so my positivity box is that Sarah and I talked about it, and I made the decision to stop listening, return it, and buy a book that I would be more interested in, which is the first book of the Hunger Games series, which I feel mildly self-conscious about because it's like a young adult book. But I've come to terms with, I think, any book that features characters that are young adult age mm -hmm. ends up getting more characterized as a book for young adults. Yes. But... So far, I'm an hour or so in, and I really like it. Mm -hmm. So my positivity box is I decided to return the book I didn't really like, <laughs> and now I have another one that I'm super into, mm -hmm. and I feel excited about listening to it again, and not, not like I'm forcing myself to. Mm -hmm. So that's mine. I'm always very pushy with Eric about getting him to drop things he isn't super passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's as small as 
a book or something he's eating because i mean we might do a f- another episode on the f- in the future about the human design system which is a little bit woo woo but if you know your human design type eric's a manifesting generator and um that's just one of those key aspects we're going to do an episode about human design with one of the listeners of our podcast who reads human design charts mm-hmm. for a living. Yeah. Um, so we know you're listening. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll DM you again. And after we move, I'm assuming, is when we'll do this episode yeah. once everything's settled again. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you feel self-conscious about it because I feel like so many people are constantly rereading Harry Potter I don't know, like over the quarantine, I feel like so many people have posted Instagram stories and stuff like, oh, I'm reading Harry Potter or something. That is interesting. And also nobody feels shame about watching like the Hunger Games films or young adult books that have been turned into film. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so interesting that books are that thing that. Yeah, I don't know why the book seems to be it. it, The book feels more Mm -hmm. like a young adult novel and the movie doesn't seem the movie's just another movie mm-hmm. i feel um yeah mm-hmm. i don't know I, I i think i always thought the hunger games was a book for teenage girls oh you know but it's not yeah i understand that now yeah and it's even if it was sad. i'm allowed to enjoy it <laughs> uh-huh i'm glad you do too it's very cute thanks uh, my positivity box i'm not sure that i have one <laughs> is it just the fact that we're redoing the episode yeah i'm glad we are i feel much better it's weird because I also feel very kind of sick today. I woke up with, you know, a headache and my knee has been doing some weird things. I just don't know. Like, I'm, I, I was going to say, I'm at that age where everything's just falling Mm-mm, apart. Not yet. I'm 29. But no. My knee, I've been like hobbling around. I'm like, the universe must just be telling me to sit down, down and rest so i took a long nap and oh i guess my positivity box is having to do a little bit with the fact that we're moving in a month mm-hmm. and eric is very very good at practical everyday human things mm-hmm. uh whereas i'm not as you may know they overwhelm me mm-hmm. and i like took a little nap and eric was setting up our internet connection at the new place and doing like talking to a representative with our uh moving system so yeah the pods people yeah yeah, so that's that's like the overarching joint positivity box is mm-hmm. we electronically signed our lease for mm-hmm. a new place mm-hmm. in Fort Collins, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Address is... No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But my social security number is... <laughs> no. Um, so we signed our lease and I talked to our new landlord on the phone mm-hmm. um, and everything just... We're really happy about the place we chose and the amount of time we plan on living there. Mm-hmm. and it's just all i was just in i felt extremely anxious the other night yeah uh, i was gonna ask you if you remember that but it was like two nights ago I do remember. um yeah rarely do i get that anxious if i'm my anxiety is defined by very specific things usually you know i've talked i think i've talked about it on the podcast if we're in the park and i'm out on a run let's say i'm exactly halfway done with the loop sometimes i get this feeling that i'm because i'm as far away from my car in the parking lot as i can be in this loop i get this feeling of being very far away and i don't even know if unsafe is the right word Mm. but things like that feeling out of control of situations on a very 
visceral level being stuck in traffic makes me very anxious Mm -hmm. um those are the causes of my anxiety usually so the other night we were just hanging out and i got overwhelmed with anxiety and i it was very I, i didn't go into panic attack mode or anything but it was very odd and out of the ordinary right but really it all boils down to i was thinking too much about when is this guy going to give us our lease? Um, are we going to sign it? Did they find someone else? And we have to go look for another place. Um, all of right. these thoughts were yes. coming to me. And really, the overarching aspect is I felt out of control of that situation. Yes. And that was giving me anxiety. Mm-hmm. So it's really all the same for me. Yeah. But it's interesting how it manifests itself in different situations. Mm-hmm. But now I feel much better. Now that we know <laughs> we know we're moving into this place we really love and we have the moving set up, we have the internet set up and we can kind of just pack up and go, yeah. which is going to be much, much easier than last time. Yeah. I think it's so funny how different you and I are. And this is another thing that goes back to like human design and us being different energy types and mm. you being this person. You like you can... I'll like leave for a moment. I'll go downstairs to the kitchen and Eric will be working on all these little tasks and setting everything, putting all his ducks in a row, putting all of our collective ducks in a row, (laughs) as they say, as the case may be. Our vegan Um, ducks. (laughs) And then um, I'll come back up and he'll give me this checklist of things he's accomplished. And he's like, I feel so energized. Mm -hmm. And for me, doing those things has the exact opposite effect. Like every every time I have to handle practical stuff, I have to give myself a lot of time. I have to take like a half hour break in between. <laughs> and I just think it's so funny. And I'm glad that uh, you're on my side. <laughs> you're on my team. Uh, so, yeah. I'm working with you and not against you. Yes. Yeah. I'm happy too. Mm-hmm. Can I say one more positivity box type thing? Mm-hmm. So since I've been, it's weird. It's This is the one downside in my opinion of re-recording an episode about the same topic mm-hmm. is that I'm saying things and... I can't remember if I said them on the last podcast episode that we published yeah. or yesterday during the episode that we're not going to publish. Yeah. It's kind of confusing. But what I was going to say is I recently started teaching mm-hmm. virtual lessons to kids. I've spoken about this. Uh, we're doing like very beginner level music production stuff online. And it's kind of given me the confidence, even after just doing two classes with the kids, It's given me the confidence to say, I think I'm going to start offering guitar lessons and music production lessons for adults. And I think I used to think that only kids took lessons and then realized that that's just really not true. Mm -hmm. You know, you were taking voice lessons for a while. I was was taking piano lessons too. And piano lessons first. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And Sarah has been telling me for a while that I should try to, or or think about being a one-on-one tutor for -hmm. these kinds of things. Yeah. And now after doing the kids' classes, I'm like, yeah, I, I can definitely do this. Mm-hmm. So I just put it out there on Instagram, and I've got a few people like, oh, I might be interested in guitar lessons. And I put a post on Reddit um, in one of the music production communities, and I got a few people say, oh, I might be interested in that. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. Yeah. It's just It seems like such a cool opportunity, and I feel like teaching people one-on-one mm-hmm. will be so rewarding for me. I agree. Yeah. Eric's such a great people person, you know? It's just, it's a little frustrating with the kids because they're kids Mm -hmm. and I want to teach them so much more, Mm -hmm. but they don't care. 
or, un- <laughs> or would understand. Right. So uh, that's why the, the prospect of teaching music production to adults who have been messing around on their own. And it's their money, so they're actually invested. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have I have so many like, little tips and tricks and nuggets <laughs> of things I've learned working in a studio. I just I just want to share them with people mm-hmm. and making YouTube videos about informational music production mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't it doesn't feel doesn't as fulfilling. Well, because I think that another part of your personality I love interacting with people. You like you need to like bounce things off of someone who's mm-hmm. there like you thrive off of people reacting to what you're putting out yeah so which is why the podcast works because yeah. i i function much better after hearing what you have to say and yeah you know going back and forth yeah it's great another yeah. example of how different we are because i hope to never do one-on-one <laughs> like We'll get into this because this is part of the topic of our, our I was going to say our lesson today, our episode oh today. But uh, yeah, let's let's just pivot now. Okay, pivot, baby. I wanted to kind of uh, reopen this conversation about rest that we started over the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. And we talked at length about it in our yesterday episode that <laughs> uh, has been lost yeah. to time. <laughs> lost it. It's technically still on the hard drive. But... Uh, delete it. Um <clears throat> so I wanted to talk about this new system for how Eric and I spend our leisure time alone and together. Have you always said leisure? Leisure. Mm-hmm. You sound like Frasier. I feel like Frasier and Niles would say leisure. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I love you too. <laughs> that was my Niles impersonation if you're a Frasier fan. I love it. So... I f- I'm like trying to remember what we said yesterday because there were some yeah. good pieces of that conversation and I'm also feeling the need to continuously clear my throat because my voice is tired. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. But we went through this period of time after Eric finally left his previous job and he was finally working from home and doing all the freelance stuff where we really just wanted to spend as much time as possible together you know he moved his studio from the basement upstairs and we had our desks across from Mm -hmm. each other at the start of quarantine um in our living room and like we would work across from each other and then we would go and do our little jog together and then we'd go hiking together and then in our spare time we would watch television together mostly survivor and Mm k-dramas and some tiger king well just all of these different like little segments of quarantine are demarcated by like what we were watching at the time i find it so funny how you and i generally tend to hate things that are really popular Mm -hmm. like shows (laughs) um well shows is or it's the best example there are a lot of things that are recommended Mm -hmm. um for netflix and whatnot and we watch them and everyone's talking about it and we're like we don't like this at all that happens a lot and it's Mm -hmm. funny that tiger king is one of the things that we ended up watching all seven or eight episodes of Mm -hmm. like everyone was talking about tiger king and i just totally expected us to be like this is ridiculous we don't want to watch this yeah but i personally i remember i was enthralled Mm -hmm. and we were eating ben and jerry's i was just gonna mention that yeah I'm not surprised that you also remember. Just these different like eras within the era of COVID. It's you been know? almost an entire year. Yeah, it's it's so ridiculously insane. 
it feels like it's dragged on forever and also that time was accelerated within it like we did go mm-hmm. through so much learning yeah. and so many different stages like i just remember watching tiger king and eating a bunch of garbage yep. you know mm-hmm. and now we're like you know we've moved on when we have two <laughs> different pi- pints of ben and jerry's out mm-hmm. at the same time you know we're going through some shit right <laughs> yeah okay so, so let's keep going so yeah, we definitely went through that period of just really wanting to do everything together because we missed each other from like Eric working weird and long hours, you know, for the prior years since we were living together. Yeah. Um, and I look back on those times fondly, but once we moved here and, you know, there's other people in our house, there's two other people and a pooch and a pooch, a pooch and I was starting to notice that I was just always feeling burnt out. Like I would be burnt out from work, but then when I had time between projects to kind of decompress, I was just starting to feel like my mind was cluttered and it wasn't clearing out and I wasn't coming back to like a restful sort of baseline. And I think I realized it was because I wasn't I'm very used to spending time alone, very introverted. And it's like they say, introverts recharge their batteries by being in solitude. And that's very much the case for me. It's very hard for me to get lonely because I I would, if I could, just spend all my time just studying things that I care about and making art and cooking. And I'm, you know, I'm that person. And uh, we had a pretty big house house that was arguably way too big for us before in Colorado so there was plenty of space for me to kind of just be alone like recenter myself kind of clear out my aura as they say (laughs) who's they I don't know me mostly I say that that. (laughs) and um I wasn't getting that here and then we'd be spending a lot of time watching tv which I'm not knocking and I still think it's possible for us to have a healthy relationship with television but I don't know. We were just spending time together that felt not restful and it didn't feel like quality time, yeah. you know? So what were we, what we've currently, I was trying to find a good yeah. time to take over Go for ahead. you so you can rest. So I can hydrate? Rest and hydrate. <laughs> so what we've been doing recently is Sarah has next to her side of the bed, she has her little floor desk, which I'm pretty sure we've talked about. <laughs> it's just this, if you're watching, you can see my hands. It's like this wide or this long and only like this tall so it's sarah just sits on the ground and it's a good height for her to have her computer on it's it's like a tray that you would use to feed someone breakfast in bed is what it is yeah Yeah. it's not like a miniature desk (laughs) right yeah i guess that's true it's just a a desk for for american girl dolls yeah it's a tiny (laughs) it's a tiny play table but sarah loves being on the floor as you know so she works down there next to her side of the bed and she'll be studying astrology or human design mm-hmm. or watching videos. Well, watching videos is part of studying both those things. And the other night you were watching a, a stretching <laughs> video and you're doing a little stretching routine over there. Right. And then I'll be either at my desk or in the bed uh, watching a movie or learning about cryptocurrency, <laughs> which is the new thing I'm interested in. And man, I'll tell you, it's so much nicer to be thinking and learning about cryptocurrency instead of like politics like mm. I had been it just I feel excited instead of upset yeah at it um so we'll be doing these two very separate things but in the same room 
and every now and then we'll stop if one of us gets up to go pee or something we'll give the other one a smooch on our way by Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just been this very (laughs) nice way to spend time apart but also we're in the same place still Mm yeah i honestly i feel like it's very common and it's definitely happened in past relationships too where like you're kind of I don't know if you don't have like a really mm, I don't know what the word is like if you're kind of insecure and you feel like I need to be doing it like I need to be involved in everything the other person is doing mm-hmm. um, then again you end up spending time together that doesn't feel like it's really quality time it's mm-hmm. like you're just doing it so that you're not separate and you're trying to get closer by doing it but you're not and then so eric really loves watching movies is what i've recently discovered and i don't because <laughs> i, have I a discovered sh- a long time ago right i have a short attention span and there's very few movies that i really really love and if we watch movies together we usually will watch them over two nights or mm-hmm. like over a couple different sessions in one day yeah um I, yeah so that's just that's just how Sarah is. She just doesn't like watching a full two hour movie at one time. Right. And it took me a while to be okay with that. Yeah. Because I've always had this kind of oh, it's a movie. You watch it in one sitting. I'm sure other people feel like feel that way too. Right. But I've come to terms with the fact that it's fine. Yeah. We'll watch the other half tomorrow. Yeah. So what we've been doing for years is we would just try to find like a movie that we would both like. Which is hard because we don't like the same things. Like, mm-hmm. it's a miracle that we find TV shows that we both love. Well, in our defense, there are a metric butt ton of TV yeah. shows mm-hmm. and movies. But I mean, there are just there are new TV shows on Netflix every day. Right. So we we try to find a movie. I was gonna say video movie that I. <laughs> would enjoy and then we'd start watching it and i'd get bored and i'd fall asleep or i'd be on my phone and then eric would be like you're not not watching i'm like oh you made me watch this Um, i'm like i wanted to spend time with you that's why i put the movie on and you're like but i don't like movies (laughs) yeah so we finally were like you know what if you just watch all of the movies that you love that you would never that i would never want to watch i mean list a few of the ones you've watched over the past couple weeks i watched the big short (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I watched. <laughs> I I watched Captain Phillips last night. Oh my god! I've wa- that was intense. What else have I watched? We we watched Interstellar. Oh yeah, Interstellar, Gravity, Gravity. The Martian. You went through I, a space phase. Eric, well, it's because loves... I was listening. I was reading The Martian, and mm-hmm. I had to rewatch the movie. Yeah. After I had read the book, I keep saying Eric's son is in his eleventh house. You got that Aquarian sort of vibe in that house, so he's like. I love like technology and space mm. and crypto. I do have like a, a weird small affinity for that kind of thing. But yeah, it's not like a it's not a huge part of my personality. Right. Interesting. It's like where you nerd out, though. You know. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. astrology has me once again correctly. <laughs> uh, so it's been great because I don't have to. He neither of us has to compromise, right? Yeah. Like I'll just he'll be watching a movie that he's absolutely like engrossed in. By the way, yesterday he's watching Captain Phillips, which can you give like a like a one or two line explanation? It's a true story. Yeah, it's based on a true story starring it's starring Tom Hanks. It's about the, the captain of this um, freight ship 
that has to go around the Horn of Africa, um, past Somalia, where they're known to be pirates. Um, and his ship gets taken over by four Somalian pirates, and he has to compromise and negotiate and keep him and his crew alive until the U.S. Navy can step in. Mm-hmm. It was gripping. And I've heard yeah. it was pretty accurate. Every time I looked up from my studies at you, you were your jaw was just like, you I looked w- so absorbed in it. Well, it's because... It, <laughs> So last episode, I talked about The Wolf of Wall Street and how I was so excited to watch it because I'm learning more about finance and stocks and all those things. And then I watched the first hour of it, and it was mostly about Jordan Belfort, the main character, also based on a real guy. It's about him just, sure, he was making a lot of money on Wall Street doing crooked things, but the movie was mostly about drugs and like naked women Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't like that sort of thing. Yeah. I want things that, I, I like action, but I like action that has more value, like more emotional stock mm-hmm. <laughs> in it. So that's why, you know, there's fighting in Captain Phillips and blood and shooting and whatnot. But it's in this context of something that was really emotional for me mm-hmm. and not just I, I understand a lot of people like watching movies like Wolf of Wall Street because they enjoy seeing people just do a bunch of drugs and have sex on camera. Or they just, they are more appreciative of like its place in the story, you know? Yeah. I think some people don't always have this need to like deeply relate to. Yeah, of course. I Like, right? Like I always want to, if I'm watching a film, I have to have a protagonist that I can relate to or it's not really enjoyable to me. Mm-hmm. I hate TV and film or you know, literature where I just hate everyone. Yep. Like, that's when I totally peaked out. And I think the reason I liked Captain Phillips so much is because it had the exact opposite effect mm-hmm. where I liked everyone, yeah. even the bad guys, mm-hmm. because the Somalian pirates in real life, yeah. they don't have, there's nothing else to, to do when you come from these villages on the coast of Somalia. And of course, I learned this after the movie, but... They used to be fishing villages, and then all the fish were basically fished by Europe in that area. So they've since resorted to having gangs and warlords and sending people out and pirating ships. Mm -hmm. So all these guys are just, they're just doing it because they have nothing, they have no other choice. This is the only way they can make money and not die. Mm -hmm. So I liked everyone in the film because I felt bad for everyone it's a it's just a generally bad situation and it's not anyone's fault <clears throat> whereas wolf of wall street jordan belfort is he's, he's just a bad, bad guy yeah, he's just a bad guy yeah. and i'm like i don't need to watch this shit it just makes me feel bad right so i think there's a good choice for you to turn that one off and thank you me of too. what i saw of it i was disturbed but um, it just I've I've learned if something's not bringing me value, yeah, I don't need to just watch it to say, oh, I watched Wolf of Wall Street and here's what I. No, I watched some of it, I hated it, and I turned it off, and I felt better after I turned it off. Right. Sue me, Leo. Yeah, it's that sunk cost bias, yep. right? Even if you've put some time or energy or investment into something, you can always turn around because there's not always going to be a payoff if you just persevere. Correct. So I think that's been an important thing for you to learn i like i feel like this is the opposite of yesterday's conversation so far yeah. i feel like everything's nicely flowing into each other <laughs> into yes. other things as 
is usually the case on the podcast. Right. So I just, to bring this back to the overarching, is it overarching or overarching? I say overarching, but truthfully, I don't know. Right. Topic of rest. I think, so what we've learned is that, you know, when whenever I had a huge project that I had just concluded, I would say, all right, I'm going to give myself some time to rest. And I think that a lot of people assume that rest has to be a certain like subset of things like watching TV or lying in bed or whatever. And I think I kind of assumed like, oh yeah, if I'm watching TV all day, I'm going to feel rested. Mm -hmm. And that's how I spent a lot of like, I don't know, I would just feel so burnt out that I wouldn't really want to do anything productive. I think it's kind of hard. Like burnout is that thing that really drains your energy and makes it hard to remember what you love, Mm -hmm. you know, because I... I would talk for years about how, oh, I really need to get back into making music. I need to make music every single day. And I I love writing. I want to write a poetry book one day. I wonder when I'll do that. Mm. Like, I I should get some art supplies and paint. I always used to love that as a kid. And then I'd have that spare time and I just have no energy. And then I'd end up watching TV. Then, you know, like uh, the weekend would pass or whatever the equivalent of a weekend because when you're self-employed it's very hard to you know maintain those boundaries Mm. um and i'd be like why don't i feel rested like i feel so exhausted still i'm not ready to go back to working but i didn't do anything for a few days like why don't i feel rested and i think the biggest thing we've been learning recently is sometimes even more so than doing nothing or doing something like super lazy like you can really draw a lot of energy and rest from just kind of pushing yourself to do things you like. Mm-hmm. For me, that's been just studying, which is weird because, <laughs> right, like I feel like that is the opposite of a lot of people's idea of rest. But just for me to have time to read or listen to YouTube videos about topics that I love, I just love it so much. I think it's crazy you know, us having, Eric and I having spent years together, you know, trying to achieve like closeness and a more stable relationship in one way that felt like a little bit more conventional. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, it's it's almost counterintuitive in that the more time we've spent doing things separately and the more excited we get about those little areas of passion for ourselves Like then when we come back together and we have a conversation or we go on a walk and we're talking, each of us just has so much that we're excited to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's it just leads to a lot of really good and new conversations rather than like I feel like part of the stagnancy we were experiencing um, before we left Colorado was just like things just felt bad and we couldn't figure out like what can we do to get out of this like this pattern this cycle and it i felt and this was why i was so frustrated i could feel like this circular pattern Mm -hmm. i could feel myself coming up against the same issue over and over again and the same feeling over and over again and it was driving me crazy i was like i can't keep doing this i don't know and um i just think it's so cool that We've just, I don't know if it's like being here in San Diego or living with other people Mm -hmm. and 
that being our wake up call as to like, oh, we need to like do things separately sometimes, Mm -hmm. like other than work, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, I guess that's part of one one of the benefits of kind of being being put in this somewhat uncomfortable situation, living situation, Mm -hmm. right? Not that it's like bad, 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 but it's like two adults living with your family again can be challenging. I mean, and during the COVID times, mm-hmm. I mean, we're <laughs> we're not confined to our room, but mm-hmm. this is we have one room where all of our stuff is, and yeah. then the rest of our stuff is in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. It's all cooking stuff. So we're confined to, yes, it, it, it's a big room. We have a bathroom. It's yeah. nice. I, I'm very comfortable in this room, mm-hmm. but it's still only one room. And I mean, unless you're someone who lives in a studio apartment in LA or New York, yeah. I'm sorry, I feel bad for you. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's just, it's not a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So normally you'd, okay, well, at least we can get out of the house, right? But mm-hmm. we can't, we can't go, we can't go anywhere. Yeah. And we do go on a lot of walks, but we go on walks and we go to Target and the grocery store. There's a lot store. of people everywhere, you know? Yeah. But that's just, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. It's just tough. That's one huge reason I think we're so excited to be moving back to a bit of a, well, a lot of a smaller town, mm-hmm. um, just to be able to have a little bit more space to ourselves. Like I was, we realized the other day, like we don't have, even listen to music anymore because we used to have our we, echoes yeah. wired up in our kitchen, our living room, or and we just listened to music while we were making dinner. And um, we don't do that because we are sharing a kitchen now and we don't want to annoy everyone by looping Billy Joel for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Even though your family does love Billy Joel. They do. I mean, your family is the reason I like Billy Joel, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> because you were you grew up with him and yeah. I didn't. And now I, now I listen to him and I love him. Yeah. But yeah. And I realized like, oh, back at home, back in Colorado, Eric would be doing some work. And I'd be, you know, filming a video or prepping ingredients to film a video or doing whatever. And I'd be singing. And I just sing all the time when I have the space to. And I haven't been singing. The only time I've really been singing is when I do my voice lessons or if Mm -hmm. you and I practice. And I'm like, oh, I feel so disconnected from just that that part of me that's so important. Like that's actually so important. Do you think you're going to listen to music and sing in the car on the drive back to Colorado? No. Do you, you don't do that. You strictly listen to you know what I did books on the and way, podcasts. I did on the way to Colorado the first time. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Post Malone's album at the time, I remember. You listened to one of my albums. I did. One of my old ones. Yeah. Which one was it? You want me to shout it out? <laughs> no. Uh, which one was it? Uh, write the link in the description. I don't want to be alone. Okay. So it was that one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. I noticed on a road trip out here that... I would be listening to a podcast and then at some point I would just get, I would feel so irritated and not know why. And then something would click and I'd be like, oh, it's because I want to listen to music instead. Yeah. And then I'd switch and the same thing would kind of happen where I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. And I'd mm-hmm. go back and forth. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to drive back. I know I'm kind of taking a detour. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> uh-huh. But we're, we've decided to go the Southern route back to Colorado through phoenix and albuquerque avoid some winter mountains yeah we don't want to drive over the rocky mountains um in early spring we don't want to get rocky mountain high we don't but we're gonna once we get there but (laughs) um yeah so that's i mean i'm just excited to take a different route there and see some new stuff and have it be a totally different 
experience. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm excited to see our friends. Yeah. I, I we talked about that I would probably miss them. And everyone was like, and you were like, oh, it'll be fine. And then when we were considering moving to Pacific Northwest, I was like, Eric, aren't you going to miss your friends? And you're like, I can make new ones. I can ones. make new friends. Like, but that doesn't mean you have to. I mean, you can make new friends still, you know, but you and can have your old ones too. Yeah. You can have your cake, your friendship cake and eat it too and buy more cake. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I'm excited for my birthday over the summer oh i'm excited to make cupcakes on your birthday and then completely disappear during the festivities <laughs> i haven't asked him yet but we're gonna ask our friends travis and victoria if we can have a little birthday party for me in their backyard <laughs> in boulder because we're not gonna have a backyard at our new place we're gonna have a patio mm-hmm. and obviously we're not gonna have everyone inside unless something magically happens before august one hopes it but- does I'll, but, I'll text Travis and ask him if we can have a party in his backyard. Yeah. My sister anyway. was just reading through the news this morning and then she just reads a headline out loud. It's time to start double masking. I'm like, oh, we're like, never. What is happening? Can it, can we please just figure this out yeah. and make it stop? Yeah. I mean, and we're fortunate people who have never been sick and we don't know people who have been extremely afflicted by it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Where do you want to go next? Do you want to take a little pause? Sure. And we can regroup and keep going with other things. But first, do our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our Anchor supporters. Inga Pfeiffer, Morgan Lassiter, Jennifer, Scotty Draper, Glenn Ames, Kevin Dooley, Jessica Chelgren, Marie Zimmerman, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Alexis Dooley, Annalise, Nadia, Teresa Madara, Kelsey Pritchett, Ellis Adler, Quinn, Anna Dureka, Megan Stewart, Samantha McIntyre, Dylan Schaubin, and Sarah Creighton. And now back to the show. And we are back. We are. So let's go to well, what we were talking about over the supporter shout out break in which we uh, use the bathroom, <laughs> usually. <laughs> um, we were talking about how we kept we kept mentioning Sarah working and studying and Sarah was like, I haven't really even <laughs> explained what I am working on. Yeah, I, I actually decided I want to be a high level math teacher. So I've just really been brushing up on my... She's lying. Multilinear algebra. False. Is that a thing? <laughs> Multilinear algebra? Uh, it's probably a thing. I feel like I feel like we get so deep into thinking and our topics and then we do the supporter shout out and then we have to like kind of start over and we're kind of like yeah. silly and everything yeah. again and then it takes us time right. to get back into it. I mean, I just have to say, I don't think I've ever mentioned this anywhere on any of my social platforms, which is crazy because... I bear the depths of my soul mm. 
And yet, I've never mentioned this, and it affects me so much. I have this condition called hyperhidrosis, which is just excessive sweating, which I feel like a lot of people have, like, sweaty armpits and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's with my hands. And my hands are so sweaty right now, and it's so annoying. And there's a treatment that I do that I, to keep it kind of at bay. But um, I haven't kept up with it because I have been sad. So, Do you want to talk about what the treatment is? It's it's it because it's, it's it's pretty interesting. It's, but you you don't maybe have to, maybe we'll do an episode that's like random facts about us, like a yeah. fun and lighthearted episode. We could do that. That being said, this has totally stolen my youth away from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm really sweaty right now, and it's uncomfortable. It's so. to the point where her hands are kind of like when you stay in a bathtub too long and they get pruny. Yeah, they're almost it. like that. I can't stand it. It's okay. You'll get back on track with your. <sighs> your your treatment it's yeah. weird to call it a treatment because right it's just like some little silly thing you have to do yeah but it is a pain in the ass yeah it is so that's usually, what's happening right now usually i would do it when we were watching movies together mm. and now we don't watch movies together or an episode right. of survivor although we are maybe gonna watch 13 going on 30 <laughs> how did that come up earlier um you said i was just I was making some sort of joke about myself being 30, 30, flirty 30 and thriving. Wow. I, wow, that was tough. 30, flirty and thriving. And Eric was like, what is that? And I'm like, you don't know? Yeah. So then we watched a trailer and... We'll watch it. It now seems I'm gonna fun. make him watch this film that has like 69% nice. positive ratings on Google. It'll be great. It'll be a fun, fun time. Okay. So let's talk about what you've been studying and learning. All right. <laughs> it's no secret, right, that I love astrology. Correct. But I usually, when I talk about it, I make light of it because I understand that it's a little bit of a fringe thing, although it's becoming less and less so as we head into uh, whatever century we're heading into or are in. Yeah, I'm not sure. Numbers. What are they? Um <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> I'm getting nervous, but... Are you getting nervous? Like, I I really want part of my... Listen, listen. This whole thing where I make money by making recipes and doing sponsorships all the time, it has to, it has to stop sometime in my future. I have to be building something else. I haven't been because I've just been in this endless cycle of... Well, it's what we've talked about. You would do all this work and it would make you feel like shit. And then mm -hmm. you'd be like, well, now I can I can rest up by writing a poetry book. Yeah. And you're like, I have no fucking energy to write a poetry book. I yeah. start cursing more when we talk about this because it makes me um, upset. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's it's my journey that I've been going through and trying to figure out. And hopefully when I do figure it out, um, I can help other people do that too. Mm -hmm. But I, d I don't know what my future career is going to look like. I've been trying to find some sort of way to synthesize everything that I love, which music, I've been learning a lot more about like sound healing and like, I don't know. I'm like starting to dive a little bit deeper into the connection between all these different spiritual disciplines and music. Um, I, The other day I stumbled across this channel and this lady just does i think a lot of them are live streamed too just like live sound healings and they're like 30 to 40 minutes and she has a bunch of crystal singing bowls and some other instruments and a loop board so that she can loop like so she can harmonize with herself essentially mm -hmm. live 
And just she has hundreds of thousands of views. And it's just so many positive comments because like the people seeking out this type of content, right, they're trying to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like it's weird because food is so spiritual to me and it's something I will always love. And that's really important. But when I when you want to reach the biggest audience when it comes to food, it's much more about like making making recipes that are easy and really accessible and affordable. And that's what I try to do. And also people really like uh, taste test videos, like tasting all of the new vegan um technology that's coming out but it's becoming more and more disingenuous for sarah and i yeah because i mean if you're a viewer of sarah's vegan kitchen you Mm -hmm. we haven't done a taste test of like commercial products in a long time yeah and it's mostly because we don't use them that much anymore yeah um but people love those videos you know people love to see people enjoying you know uh what's the word i want to use i don't like to say like junk food because i don't ever mean to shame anyone for their food choices and i don't like to assign you know moral value to foods and stuff and especially applying moral value to vegan food yeah which is already so based in morality yeah why why we and everyone else is vegan yeah so to even push it further and be like oh but this vegan food is more morally clean yeah. than this vegan food it's like right. come on we're all on the same team yeah i don't feel that way at all either i just but you know lately as i've been questioning my relationship with money a lot and questioning capitalism a lot and trying to go more low waste and i really want to get to a point you know at some point where i am able to grow a lot of my own food and where i can use my money at farmers markets and supporting small businesses and stuff like in my ideal future, I don't really even shop at a grocery store, you know, because I want to be able to, I want to think like really small, like I want to be supporting small businesses mm-hmm. as often as I can, because I feel like that's the way to save the planet yep. and each other, you know? Yep. So, but you know, I don't want to also come go, go on my channel and like assume that that's easily accessible for everyone or, you know. Mm-hmm. pressure other people to do it either so it's been hard to kind of try to start pivoting in that direction where everything is from scratch and everything is you know it's just been hard to, to switch focus um i don't know i i feel like because i do this for a living i am i recognize how privileged i am that i have the time to make staples from scratch and to spend time researching where i can get my food in like compostable packaging and stuff i just understand there's so many layers and it's like it's hard to like strike that balance between making making content that's true to me and also that's accessible and helpful to people so my ideal situation is that like sarah's vegan kitchen just becomes kind of a creative outlet for me again like it was in the past but it's not what I have to do I don't have to depend on it to make my living so every now and then you show up with a video like oh Sarah posted or maybe or maybe like taking the pressure of having to make money on that platform would allow me to upload all the time you Mm -hmm. know but in just a less stressful way in a less I don't know I just feel like when you're stressed 
in the process of creating things, it definitely comes through and people oh, yeah. can tell. And people will ask me, like, are you do- doing okay? I hope you're doing mm-hmm. okay. So, like, ideally, I'd be able to still share about the way I'm passionate about food on that channel, but take money out of the picture. Yeah. Um, and I am wanting to move towards some sort of career where I'm working with people and teaching them about these systems that I really care about astrology being one of them which is crazy having been someone who was such a doubter my entire life and then like in this like rock bottom I, I've gone through so many rock bottoms do I even call them that anymore just one of my little sad girl blips you know I think I don't think you're giving it enough credit as a serious thing <laughs> yeah by yeah. calling it a sad girl blip but me and the rest of the audience we know what you mean right I mean we diffuse uh dis- uncomfortable discomfortable <laughs> situations with humor sometimes trust me i know i've been doing it my whole life yeah so i was just going (laughs) i was going through like that sad time and i came across this podcast expanded podcast which i talk about all the time and i will continuously sing its praises (laughs) but through interviews on that podcast with jenna zoe and danny beinstein i got into uh, human design was the first thing i was really interested in and then afterwards i got into astrology and i've gone way way deeper in my studies with that so it's like in the just the past two years I've gone from being like oh this is just a cool little way to a lens through which to you know get some extra information about my life and my psyche and maybe what could help and now it's like it's so important to me Mm -hmm. not in like a I can tell your future sort of way or like not yet right or I know a lot of people get annoyed by astrology because they see people um, using like their sign as an excuse to not kind of be a good person yeah so people would be like oh sorry i was so rude to you and ordered ordered you to take my food back yeah in my head i was talking (laughs) to a waiter yeah to be rude to people and say oh it's not my fault i'm an aries yeah and just like insert any astrological sign instead in place of aries and Mm -hmm. yeah it's not that's not how astrology works right um so i've just been digging deep here i like it's a full-on like discipline that i've been studying i have so many books and it I'm doing like this, the psychological kind of approach to it. Mm. So it, it feels very familiar to me because I my major is in psychology and a lot of like archetypal stuff as well. So actually, I've I've been reading more about like Carl Jung and his little connection to astrology. And I'm You're not like gonna, Niles. Yes. Which is crazy because it's like timed everything in the universe is just timed so weirdly Mm -hmm. you know all of these weird synchronicities um and then when you realize that some of the synchronicities are just the fact that your iphone is listening to you and uh when they then they serve you an ad about something that you just talked about like the adult diapers (laughs) yes um so that's what i've been deep into and it's interesting to talk about because I'm not used to talking about it without apologizing or being like, oh, just humor me for a second. Let me just talk to you about this thing. I know it's woo woo. Yeah, I know it is. And but it's like me kind of accepting that woo woo is a part of my personality that I love. I mean, how much stuff was considered woo woo before it became a Mm -hmm. thing? I mean, think about probably every religion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, well, 
Now there are religions that millions and millions of people practice. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, so I'd love to be at some point in the future. I don't feel qualified at all yet. And I am that person who really, really, it's important to me to feel so uh, qualified before I sell anything Mm -hmm. or any sort of monetary exchange happens. And I think that's what's kept me so stuck with um, Sarah's Vegan Kitchen because food is that one thing where I feel total and utter sovereignty. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like, so I don't know. In control? Yeah. You feel so qualified? Yeah. Because you are. I can't, I would never say, like, yes, there's always things for me to learn in the kitchen, new techniques. But you're a professional chef at this point. That's how I feel. And I know, and it's, it's, it's kind of been, I've been navigating this frustration because there are a lot of people in spiritual self-development community and it feels like they know a lot less than I do and they're charging hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm. for... And I, I just, I'm I'm not judging them because I know that everyone has their own little thing to offer and maybe like what they lack in like technical know-how, maybe they have like a really, they're really good at pep talking people and making people, people feel good, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between you and me and what we have to offer to people. Mm-hmm. So I'm never judging anyone, anyone for what they're doing. Unless you're Jake Paul, then you're ripping people <laughs> off. Yes. But, you know, for me, I'm just accepting that I like to have to feel a high degree of mastery over something before I am giving it to people. Well, it's the same thing we talked about uh, earlier in this episode with me and uh, teaching yeah. lessons, right? Like I wanted to feel super qualified to be a teacher mm-hmm. before I actually started offering it. Yeah. So Which well, is good. It's a good thing to, to, to do. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have confidence, right, in mm-hmm. yourself. And you just because you see other people moving a little bit faster than you, which often happens because I'm a slow-moving person, um, and except we all, for in my brain. My brain moves brain. too fast. Uh, my body is slow. <laughs> Sloth-like. Um, but yeah, we all... Sorry, that, that wasn't meant to be offensive. Sloth-like. They're cute. I like sloths. I think they're cute, too. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. Oh, we all we all judge ourselves against other people and it's uh it never turns out well yeah yeah um so that's what i've been doing for hours every single day while eric's watching a movie or reading about cryptocurrency is i'm in my little corner with lots of blankets right over there and i've just been learning a lot about astrology is my main focus I want to learn a, learn a little bit more about human design. It's like a very new discipline, though. So there's really not that much. There's a lot of free information out there, especially on Instagram. But there's not a, not nearly as much as about astrology, which has been practiced for, you know, mm-hmm. so long. Yeah. Such an ancient art. I've been learning more about tarot, which is like very new to me and still is like one of those areas that feels a little bit woo-woo. A little bit out me. there. But I'm really curious because I know tarot is also very archetypal. And I feel like there's a connection between all of these disciplines. And I've been learning a little bit about herbs, you know, herbalism, and just starting to dive into like the chakra system and how that uh, relates to that, music. Chakra. Mm-hmm. With the little rolled R. <laughs> yeah. And um, I can't wait to move. And like, I would like to buy myself, save up and buy a 
a crystal singing bowl all and 12, learn all 12 notes uh, well that would be quite expensive but one day <laughs> i really want a shruti box which is that um mostly associated with indian music one of those droning instruments that sounds really cool mm-hmm. and i just want to get more experimental with music and see just like i was just thinking about like how cool would it be if all of these things that like i i'm always craving more time to study them like i'm just i'm a bottomless pit i could just take in as much of that information as i have time for and that's how you know it's the right thing to be studying and yeah. learning about yeah like what if that could be part of my job and i'm trying to give like remove the pressure from my mind of trying to define exactly what that looks like mm-hmm. um but it's 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 just cool that i feel like really over the last few weeks we've both been figuring it out at such a advanced pace yeah so like right now this is what i think right now our future is you know together we make music we do the podcast Mm -hmm. um and then separately i'm teaching about music (laughs) stuff whether it's guitar lessons or music production Mm -hmm. and i'm still making freelance music or custom music freelance and then you're kind of doing sarah's vegan kitchen cooking in the way you want and when you want in a way that makes you happy Mm -hmm. and you're reading people's charts and teaching them how they can how they can go through life in a way that Mm -hmm. makes them feel how hopefully we feel at that point right i mean i just think the craziest thing is like it, it can really take so long and so many layers have to be peeled back for some of us to just come back to what you always knew is true. Like I've always been a little bit weird. Mm. I've always been interested in things that were hard to talk about with most people. I was, I grew up in a very practical family. I would say not a lot of talk about emotions and mental illness and all of this stuff that is very, very near and dear to me. And uh, I guess it would make sense that I tried so hard to make the, the food thing just work out forever i just wanted to be like that food blogger and we were talking about yesterday on the lost episode Mm -hmm. is like how i always thought money was my issue and i would go and listen to money coaches on youtube and instagram i'm like how do i reframe my thinking so that i can make more money doing this because i was working so hard and never really you know, like I didn't, I never made that much money. And I'd compare myself to other food bloggers who'd make videos like, oh, this is how I built my food blog to six figures. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, holy shit, like the day I can do that, I will just, I will be happy. And um, it just felt so like earthy and practical to me. And I felt like if I could do that, then my life would make sense to my family and to other people. And I've just, it's at this point, having gone through a lot of painful experiences and uh, sad girl blips, <laughs> that I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to be that weird person. And as yeah. soon as you can accept that, you actually realize there's a huge community there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, the astrology community is 
massive human design community is growing day by day and it's going to be really cool to be like one of those people getting into it when it is still like that new frontier yeah um yeah i mean just the more you can embrace your weirdness i guess is like it's a thing you hear like thrown around a lot Mm -hmm. but you know for me it's very very obvious the weirdness i have yeah. pink hair um <laughs> hey your, your hair's pink now yeah. this episode so you know my diet is very weird lately too which is part of the reason why i am a little um you know hesitant to just show up on youtube making oh, the food I that i really eat because I'm worried people are going to be like, this isn't accessible. I don't mm-hmm. have the time to do that. And I'm like, I know, but. And like, it's not accessible to some people. Yeah. But that's that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are things that are accessible to other people that aren't accessible to us. Yeah. And it's, I, I so I totally understand those people's point of view. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you just, you don't want to. <clears throat> uh feign mm-hmm. being that person who's always accessible anymore yeah you want to just be yourself and maybe some of the things you do or ingest mm-hmm. aren't accessible to everyone because they live in the middle of kansas and can't get <laughs> ashwagandha easily mm-hmm. and it's like yeah that's that's how it goes sometimes yeah And then like there's a whole – this is kind of what we ended up talking about yesterday where it got kind of out of control and stressful. About capitalism and society? Yeah, understanding that each of us has privileges and I feel very privileged to do what I do and also I'm not happy with it and I feel privileged to have the health that I do and also I want more and also – you know what I mean? Like I – yeah, I just have a lot of – empathy for everyone at whatever stage they're at and i want to always be like responsible with what i'm talking about um and also i'm just afraid of judgment like any other human and i don't know i think there is a lot of magic in just admitting what you love though Mm -hmm. so even for me to come on here and say like hey i'm gonna be an astrologer one day like it's hard but it feels good to say, you yeah. know? Yeah, because you're you're like releasing, you're letting go of this. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't know what word. You're just letting go of all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what I want. Yeah. And I'm gonna say it, and it's gonna happen. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you listen to this far and you want some insights on your chart, you can email us. Or if you want some music production lessons or mm-hmm. guitar lessons via Zoom, you can email us. <laughs> What is life dude show at gmail.com? Yeah. Well, as as we've like we said earlier, <clears throat> like we said earlier, yesterday after our podcast conversation, we had better conversations that built off of it, which were more mm-hmm. like the conversation we're having now. Yeah. And we've noticed that all of the things we're getting into and thinking about lately are tying back into this this discussion about society and capitalism mm-hmm. and the world we live in with advertisements and advertisements advertisements mm-hmm. and just all of these things and that's as we mentioned kind of where we got stuck on yesterday's recording of the podcast yeah and we just got in this loop of um we're all stuck everything's bad we came in with no choices 
and we're stuck in this loop and i didn't really feel it until it was over that we were being yeah. like that but our, our our conversations do keep coming back to that because like you were saying mm-hmm. you want to choose to go down this unconventional path that a lot of people don't understand and is out of the ordinary right yeah. astrology like that's not quote unquote normal yeah right and then I've been studying a lot about cryptocurrency, and if you don't know what cryptocurrency is, you probably have heard the word Bitcoin before, mm-hmm. and cryptos basically, it's it's a way to decentralize currency in the world. Now, I'm not an expert on it by any means. I'm very new to it, but I'm one of those people who a few years ago thought it was some sort of like weird scam or, or something yeah. you're like oh you're gonna put your money into this thing and you don't know where it's going and someone's gonna steal your money but basically bitcoin was the first cryptocurrency and th- i i think they're building them just to when i said decentralized currency it means take it out of control take it out of the government's control mm-hmm. and kind of more in the, in the people's control yeah. as in when the government controls the money and the government is basically working with all these corporations and these congressmen and senators are taking making deals and working with lobbyists and all that house of cards stuff it's like the our money it's it's safe on like a base level but we don't really have control of how it's manipulated so cryptocurrency exists to kind of take that away and put it back in the hands of the people and it's just it's so very anti-establishment and i love it mm-hmm. because we, you and i really as different as we are and as different as we grew up we're both we both really have that anti-establishment gene in yeah. us mm-hmm. um and all 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 of these roads we've been going down lead back to yeah that mm-hmm. and i'm going to quickly touch on the super bowl because this is another anti-establishment conversation we had last night but i don't watch football anymore i used to watch football i I went to my first jets game when i was six with my dad and we went to two games a year and it was amazing and i loved the jets huge jets fan my room was painted green and white when i was a child (laughs) and now over the last few years i've just stopped watching because it's a little too aggressive and i don't like the way the nfl is yeah there have been a lot of reports videos of domestic abusers in the nfl and that who these players are just allowed they're basically if you're a big enough star and you say i'm sorry publicly even if there's some horrific footage of you being a domestic abuser Mm -hmm. you're just allowed back and people still buy your jerseys and everyone forgets about it and then you have the colin kaepernick situation where He's basically been blacklisted by the NFL. No one has hired him to play for their team because he was the first person to stake to take a stand against the injustices that black people in America face. Mm-hmm. And uh, those things, plus some other little things, have really combined for me to just not be interested anymore. 
But yesterday I said, you know what? I'll watch the Super Bowl. Everyone, we all watch the Super Bowl. We can make some buffalo tofu. It'll be a good time. Right. And and also like in the past, over the past couple of years since we've been living together, we would always go to like your family's house Mm -hmm. and it would be like a little get together. We'd see your family and we'd snack and it would be just like nice fuzzy Mm -hmm. feelings associated with it. Yeah. So I'm like, let's, let's do that. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. I felt so terrible as the game went on. And then afterwards, I came upstairs where Sarah was playing piano. And I just told her I hated I hated it. And I, I unless major things change, I'm never going to watch the Super Bowl again. Mm. I mean, that's probably a lie because I'll probably go see our friends and family. But yeah. if there's another circumstance where it's like, do I want to watch the game? I'm just gonna, no, I have no interest. The amount of advertisements in the game and the fact that all the commercials the super bowl commercials are this huge thing every year and these huge corporations who don't need they don't need to advertise their product like doritos like doritos (laughs) and pepsi yeah doritos hires matthew was it matthew mcconaughey Mm -hmm. I, i can't imagine how much money is going into these things just to have people who are already so powerful and so wealthy just everyone's just like slinging their money around just to show that they can and there are other products out there that aren't being purchased by smaller companies and other actors who aren't being hired because they just let's hire matthew mcconaughey instead Hmm. the whole thing just reeks of this hollywood money corporation thing and it makes me feel terrible Hmm. it just it makes me feel emotionally uh drained are you sure that wasn't the garlic knots though (laughs) i only had two or three very small garlic knots right i did make snacks i made tofu and cashew ranch and garlic knots with our leftover pizza dough that was so good yeah and um then i cleaned and then i went upstairs and played piano and then i started crying because i realized that i never make music anymore and And that um, led us to this conversation we've had yes but yes I, I think one of the tipping points, and I don't want to harp on it because I don't want to get into that cyclical thing again, mm-hmm. but they showed a commercial during the Super Bowl about how the NFL stands, stands. I, I don't know, it was, they, they're standing up for injustice and Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I think they donated some sum of money towards the cause. It is such a bullshit move. Yeah. Because I just, I just told the summarized story of Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. I mean, people people get so mad still when players in the NFL or MLB or any other sports organization, when they kneel during the national anthem or raise a fist or something. Mm-hmm. And yet the, NF, the NFL just, they do the right thing by putting out a commercial. Oh, we donated some money. And it's like, well, right. why don't you, why don't these teams, why don't you let this player, why, don't you, why doesn't someone hire him? Mm-hmm. He's fully he's he's still ripped to shreds and he's a great athlete. Like he can still play Colin Kaepernick. I think at this point he's kind of like over He's an it, activist, right? Now. Yeah, like when I looked him up yesterday I was reading about him yeah. and he's listed as an activist and not a football player. Just the cloak of <laughs> So Sarah and I have been talking a lot about greenwashing, these companies that um talk about being eco-friendly and making their packaging more sustainable and whatnot, but... They'll, like, make up certifications or they'll, like, put badges on their packaging that 
aren't for a real certification just so that just to create like an air of like officialness about it yeah they'll have some they'll hire a graphic designer to make a logo that looks like an official certification mm-hmm. to, of being eco-friendly right. and they slap it on and confuse everyone and people are, oh this is fine to buy mm-hmm. that's greenwashing yeah so i coined the term last night woke washing which is mm-hmm. when you pretend to be woke in order to continue selling your product yeah. Or otherwise make profit. Mm-hmm. And that's what the NFL was doing. Where they said, look how woke we are. Black lives matter. But uh, we actually don't think that as a league because of everything we've done historically. Right. And I came upstairs and said, I never want to watch football again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like um, now with social media, people are putting a lot of pressure on creators and brands to stand up for things that matter Mm -hmm. which is like a double-edged sword a little bit right because yes i think people should definitely call out injustice and just i mean just do the right thing right (laughs) like if you know what the right thing to do is live in integrity that's my whole thing and that's what i'm trying so hard to do and i'm being imperfect at it but i'm you know i'll call myself out but the fact that people are like really aggressively calling brands out i feel like has led to a lot of what they call performative activism yeah they just want to virtue signal i think that's the actual term for woke washing yeah i'd rather i'd rather let people's true nature come through Mm -hmm. like i'd i'd rather know i'd rather not have brands pretending and possibly fooling people Mm -hmm. yeah so I just wanted to say all of that and get it out because it was clearly frustrating me, as you could hear. Mm-hmm. And the NFL thing, the cryptocurrency thing, the practicing astrology and taking a different course for a career that's non-standard, in my opinion, these are all funneled into just not not going, uh, not conforming and not and being anti-establishment. Right, but not for nonconformity's sake. Yeah. It's for being true to you. Yeah, that's how you I know? feel. You yeah. just talked about living in, te- in integrity. Yeah. And when we talk about all these things, I'm like, that feels like me. Yeah. That's what I want to be like. Yeah. You know? That's what this podcast is about. It's just about us sharing things we learn about ourselves. And then maybe those lines of investigation help you do the same Mm -hmm. and also by sharing how we're different that you can see just two examples of the many many ways that humans manifest and yeah Yeah, if if there's one thing i want people who listen to our podcast to take away it's just how to comfortably be yourself and do what you want to do um obviously it's easier said than done sometimes on a literal level but that's all we're trying to do here right is we we don't we don't want to end up at the end of our lives thinking what what was all that we want to say you know we did all these things and we did them for a fucking reason Mm -hmm. so we want everyone to do that however however that may look for you Mm -hmm. after eric finished watching the movie yesterday we were talking about the situation that the somali pirates we're in Mm -hmm. and i was just feeling really sad because there are 
It's like as difficult as things feel for us sometimes, right? You know, I'm mentally ill. So it's, it's very easy to get lost in that. And it's useful, I think, to have that outside perspective that there's some people that come in with a lot less choice and a lot more danger and they don't have nearly as much mobility as we do. So I have to... Yeah, gratitude is really important, you know? Mm-hmm. Not toxic po- positivity, but just taking yep. moments to... When you feel okay, right? When you feel okay enough to take a little account of what is good for you. And how cool it is that I have the freedom to pursue a weird career. Like, how cool. Yeah, and that I have the privilege of, I got laid off my job last January, and fortunately found myself in a financial position to say, oh, I'm going to try to start this freelance music business, and now I'm getting the teaching opportunity, and I've just been figuring it out for the last year, and I'm right. privileged enough to have survived. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not worried about not surviving that whole time. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, it's really... It's cool. It's yeah. cool to um, understand what freedom we do have. And it, when you frame it that way and you think about people who have less, it's it really is your responsibility to not squander those opportunities, I would say. Mm-hmm. And try, try to help as many people as you can and to use the power and privilege that you do have to impact, you know, someone's life for the better yeah okay so before we wrap up because i feel like that was kind of a culmination Mm -hmm. i feel like it was very i personally my energy (laughs) was very climactic at the end because i don't know if you could see the the water in my eyes accumulating when i was ranting about that whole thing Mm -hmm. but it really really gets me uh, fired up yeah can we can we talk about something that's a little more technical housekeeping in a way sure. that we've been talking about talking about on the podcast which is potentially starting a patreon mm-hmm. can we talk can we chat about this for like one sec sure so as you listeners know we have the supporter shout out every week and you can go on anchor and support us with a monthly donation right you heard the blurb you heard mm-hmm. the recording yeah but we've been talking about maybe starting a patreon once we move and offering some extra content um, if you're not familiar with Patreon, you basically, you you donate monthly to a creator, and depending on which tier of money, how much you donate per month, you get different and more special rewards that only, Patri- only Patreon supporters can see. Only patriots <laughs> only can see these things. Only patrons. Do you love America? Or any country, <laughs> right? Patriots of any country. Is patriotic strictly about America? No, No. right? Didn't think so. Great. So we kind of wanted to ask you listeners what you would like us to offer if we do extra content. Mm. Basically, we're thinking extra episodes of the podcast once we move and we have our own space again, doing some sort of like monthly vlog or Eric and Sarah cook something together and just have a good time. The options are are endless and also hard to think of Mm. so right i mean we definitely appreciate the support that we get through anchor we just don't like that we can't really 
right? We don't get your emails or anything. So Mm -hmm. if we were able to share through Anchor, we would. Yeah. But I feel bad not offering some extras for supporters. I mean, it's amazing that we have however many supporters we have right now. Mm -hmm. And you guys just donate because you love the free podcast so much. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely incredible. And we're like, you know, once we... all these episodes are just us clearing the shit out of our lives and out of our brains. Mm -hmm. And what we want to bring in is the ability, the like the physical ability and the emotional ability to record extra episodes of the podcast and make a vlog where we do something fun. Or like a mukbang Mm -hmm. or a Q and a, yeah. I don't know. Cover songs. Right. Um, Things that are exclusive to people who donate. Mm -hmm. So, ruminate on that send us an email what is life dude show at gmail.com and just give us ideas Mm -hmm. we may or may not use them Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah Mm -hmm. is there anything else you wanted to touch on nope all right thank you guys for listening i'm so glad we did this episode again me too because i feel great about it good and i hope you listeners do too slash Mm -hmm. viewers yes we'll talk to you next week Mm -hmm. bye bye